Durante Degli Alighieri, born 1265, died 1321, commonly known as Dante, was a major Italian poet in the Middle Ages. His Divine Comedy, originally called Commedia and later called Divina by Boccaccio, is considered the greatest literary work composed in the Italian language and a masterpiece of world literature. In Italy, he's known as the supreme poet and is also called the father of the Italian language. This is the opening paragraph on Dante in the Wikipedia online encyclopedia. The Divine Comedy contains three sections, Inferno, Purgatorio and Paradiso, as you probably realise, describing hell, purgatory and heaven. The images described in Dante's Inferno are what comes to most people's minds when they think of the hell fire to which they believe everybody who is not converted to Christianity will go when they die. Do we believe this? Not for a moment. Please turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I guess you've all heard the saying, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Let's read verses 3 and 4. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds might be, might be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. The mainstream Christians worship a gentle Jesus who has soft feminine features and long blonde hair yet who sends billions of people who've never even heard of him to eternal punishment in an ever-burning hell with no warning whatever. Nowhere in the Bible is the existence of that hell mentioned, and nowhere does it say that non-believers will be punished eternally. What sort of a God would consign people to perpetual punishment for something over which most of them have no control? Not the God we believe in. The word hell is used in the Bible by the translators to apply their beliefs to several different words. The Old Testament replaces Sheol, which means the grave or the pit, where the dead go. In the New Testament, Gehenna fire refers to the rubbish fires in the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is near Jerusalem, and it's a park today. Bodies of people stoned or crucified for various crimes were thrown on the fire to dispose of them, and this was sometimes threatened as punishment. Hades was also used, and this also refers to the grave. The original idea of a hell with everlasting burning came from a Greek legend, and the place of their punishment was called Tartarus. A lot of the beliefs of mainstream Christianity appear to come from ancient pagan religions or legends. Heaven, on the other hand, is likened to paradise. Ask any number of people to describe heaven, and you'll probably get as many different ideas as there were people. A beautiful garden, floating on a cloud playing a harp, gazing into God's eyes for eternity. There are many versions of what heaven may be like. Purgatory is an invention of the Catholic Church, as is limbo. Dr. Teal, having once been a Catholic, may be more qualified to tell you about those. Most of us were brought up to believe that when we die, if we're good, we'll go to heaven, and if we're bad, we'll go to hell. Both of these alternatives require that we need to have an eternal soul. To be in heaven or hell forever, we would need to live forever. We in the Church of God know better than that. God cannot give us eternal life. 
if we already have it. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 3. John, chapter 3. John, chapter 3, we'll read verse 13. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who has come down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. There are three heavens described in the Bible. One is in the air around us, where the birds fly and the clouds gather. Another is out of space, where God has placed the stars. But the one everyone talks about is the third heaven, which is the home of God with Christ at his right hand. No human has ever gone to heaven. Whether any will in the future, we don't know. What we do know is what we read in God's word. We were made in God's image, and we were made that way for a purpose. God is a family the Father and the Word or Spokesman, who is Jesus Christ. And our purpose is to become part of that family, full sons of God. When I first read this, soon after joining the church, I think it was in Herbert Armstrong's book, Mystery of the Ages, I was horrified. I thought, this is blasphemy. But I read on, and I came to see that the Bible tells us exactly that. Those who have repented and been baptised and are being led by the Holy Spirit are begotten sons and daughters of God. And as Mr. Armstrong tells in the aforementioned Mystery of the Ages on page 42, all filled and led by God's Spirit shall become born sons of God. The God family will then rule all nations with the government of God restored. Those of us who are baptised and who overcome till the end will be given immortality and spirit bodies in the first resurrection and will rule this world under Christ for a thousand years. When we die, we are likened to being asleep. We, and like when we are asleep, we have no consciousness of the passing of time. Consequently, when we arise in the resurrection, it will seem to us as though instantaneous, as if we'd just fallen. Tens or even thousands of years may have passed for some of us, but we'll not notice. I bet there'll be some very surprised faces on that day. Those who miss out, or are left behind, will continue to live physical lives under the guidance of God's spiritual servants. There will be a lot of rebuilding to do, and from what we're told in the Bible, the world will be a vastly different place to what it is today. But rather than being consigned to hell when they die, they will be able to look forward to the second resurrection, when they will be joined by the rest of the dead for the day of judgment, where they'll be taught the truth and get their opportunity to become part of God's family. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, and we'll just read verse 21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. None of us will go to heaven or to hell. The vast majority will be reborn into spirit bodies and will share in all that that promises.